0: So that, I wanted, the thing I wanted to talk about with Death Stranding yeah. is, you know, all the character names are all, like, Die Hard Man and Dead Man. You didn't know that? No. Oh, wait, like I that. think I saw the credits list where, Heart didn't, Man. We, didn't we actively wonder, Heart Man,
1: yeah. Die Hard Man, and one of them was, like, Nicholas Wendon Reffin or something.
0: Yeah, that's um, but he's not the voice, just the face. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to be like, I, how, how is that going to work? Well, same to Guillermo del Toro doesn't do his own voice acting. Oh. It's just a person. Interesting. Give it someone different voice acting. But the way they pronounce them in the game is as if they're Jewish last names. I say Hartman. <laughs> Devin. Which I wasn't expecting. It's not like, dead man. It's not your name. Like, so what do they say for a diehard man? Diehardman. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's that's stupid. <laughs> anyway, that's all I wanted to say about it.
1: Dead Speak! Welcome to Why Do We Watch This, the <laughs> podcast where three friends watch a bad movie with a themed cocktail, talk about what they liked, what they didn't like, and then how they would fix it. And this is a mini-episode where we kind of do that a little bit, but for me, I'm Brendan Drischler. I'm Chris Ravel. I'm
0: Lee Oh, uh, I
1: should have said, like, I'm Brendan. Just Brendan. Uh, and then you could have been a nosy bitch and been like, but what's
0: your uh, surname? Like that old lady at the end of <laughs> who just
1: won't let it go. Guys, the there's galaxy. one thing I've learned from this. The galaxy is full of nosy bitches. Well, the God,
0: God Ray meme is so good. It is so good.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, the ending I was so unjustfully screwed out of. Honestly, that would have... I would forgive all sins in that movie if we had gotten that wackadoo ending. <laughs> as you can infer from what we're discussing, we're going to be talking about the movie The Rise of Skywalker. Sort of. We also got to do our mini-episode prep, and as this is a mini-episode, the movie we'll be doing in our next episode is Maid of Honor. Lee, do you know what year that came out? I meant to look it up. 2000. 2000- I believe it's two thousand eight. Two thousand eight? Yes. I'm gonna look it up. But it's got uh who? Patrick Dempsey, Michelle Money, Michelle Monahan, Busy Kevin Phillips, McKidd. Kevin McKidd. Okay uh Sidney Pollack like, literally his last appearance before he died. 2008.
0: Oh. You were right. I was wrong.
1: 2008. Let it
0: be said that I admit when I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Magnanimously. It, it
0: is... So it is said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the movie we I will be spoken. doing in our next episode, and the drink we'll be making for maid of honor is The Duke of Ethel. And it is going to be two ounces of scotch, a quarter ounce of rosemary syrup, and half an ounce of, in my case, St. Germain, but in Lee's case, what was it? Green Great, chartreuse.
0: Green chartreuse. The yeah. Original. You also
1: need a sprig of dried rosemary. Uh, so that's going to come in handy in a minute here. For the rosemary syrup, you're going to need a cup of water, a cup of sugar, and three tablespoons of rosemary. So you pretty much just pour the water in a saucepan, get it to a slow boil, add the sugar and stir until it's dissolved. Reduce the heat, add the rosemary, and cover the pan. Let it simmer for 15 minutes. Remove the pan from the heat and allow it to cool completely while keeping it covered. Then strain out the rosemary and bottle it in a jar. You can hang on to it that way. And while you're doing that, you can smoke a coupe glass to flavor the inside. What you got to do for that is light the dried rosemary sprig on fire, extinguish the flame and. Inside of the glass, in a mixing glass filled with ice, pour the Scotch, rosemary syrup, and Chartreuse or Saint Germain, and then you strain into the smoked glass. I think this is going to be delicious. It's going I am to be interesting. Excited. It's a pretty ambitious, not like dry ice ambitious, but nonetheless yeah. pretty ambitious. I don't think we've ever tried to smoke a glass. We before. haven't. No. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. I know a lot of times when I've looked online, there's like special equipment you can buy for it. Yeah. Well, like, usually we also buy a little airtight container. We maybe. also yeah. know someone who has that equipment. We do. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do
0: know someone that has... it We'd have to ask. But also, like, it's, a, it's sort of a different amateur version of that. Mm. Uh, but I we also... I, we were talking about how the way they're suggesting is just <laughs> literally... Just dunk a burning rosemary in the glass. Pretty I was much. thinking you'd cover the glass. Yeah, you should probably turn the glass over, That's what I was over thinking. the burning That's rosemary. That's what I assume, yeah. <coughs> I'm excited. I love Fate of Honor. If you guys both really hate it, I'm going to be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm like, <laughs> Gals, I'm
1: excited <laughs> to see Patrick well, I will, a kill. I will say, brace yourself for us in to not like kilt. things Oh! Like oh. Huh?
0: Yeah, we are going to probably dislike <laughs> things
1: about it. Probably, but I, mean, I hope not. No, we'll I don't find. think I will. Movies I are not five. brought to our slab in perfection. I'm calling afraid. it right now. Five out
0: of five. We've all had movies that we all love to watch. That's true. They're bad do we? We all have movies we love to watch. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
1: They're bad.
0: <laughs> There's a famous uh, bit on, on Critical Role where like, one of the characters is trying to say something profound and it came out as life needs things to live. And they gave me so much shit for like
1: Life <laughs> needs, needs things. things to live. I mean, speaking of bad movies we didn't enjoy.
0: <laughs> That's a really great segue, <laughs> what Chris. A segue. The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I'm a master of segues. Yeah, buddy, keep riding that segue. The battery's not going dead anytime soon. <laughs> So, The Rise of Skywalker. Guys, you may have heard that this past December, the Skywalker saga, as it is now known, has come to an end with the ninth movie in the Star Wars saga. Mm -hmm. Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Certainly not a title that was written down first and then reverse-engineered around an entire movie. I Ah. mean... <laughs> all right, so here's the thing: we've all seen Rise of Skywalker, right? I think it's fair to say we all did not really care for Rise of Skywalker. No,
0: yeah. I, I would not even go so far
1: as to say I did not like it.
0: Can pff. I? Sorry, well, we'll we you <laughs> <watching>, <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a vibe check though on the world at large? Because I know, like, critics didn't like it. I know a lot of people did, but I, but I, you know, I feel like how many people liked it? Do you reckon?
1: I mean, What's I, so that, I mean, that's that's hard to assess, right? Because yeah. it's like if you go on the internet, according to the internet, no one liked The Last Jedi. And if you go on the internet, it's like completely split between the rise of Skywalker, right? So I can't really say how accurate that is to like the public at large. I feel like I know a lot of people on Facebook who are just like, yeah, it was fun. I was really entertained. It was a Star Wars movie. So like if that's all you want, if all you want is a movie that has the ostensible trappings of what Star Wars is, you'll probably enjoy it. And honestly, not much else. It's yeah. just sort of the fan service. Why?
0: I said this I said this earlier. I said it about uh, people that buy Chips Ahoy cookies. I said <laughs> you should aspire to higher things <laughs> Yeah. I mean, look, and okay. An and I have the same reaction to people I mean. who... Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. Sometimes you just want Chips Ahoy cookies. Cookies, right? Sometimes you want McDonald's, right? like, so, yeah, like I mean, sometimes I want McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like, it's better to aspire for a better hamburger, but sometimes yeah. you just gotta scratch that itch. You right? just and want like, the trash. I get that. So, like, I get it. If you went into this movie and you expected nothing but, as I said, the trappings of Star Wars, you might leave this thinking,
0: like, well, that was a Star Wars. Yeah. And I don't know how you go... I honestly don't know how you walk out of The Rise of Skywalker thinking, like, that checks out. Yeah. I la- I Do you remember? You were sitting next to me. I laughed out loud. Yeah. At right.
1: Favorite parts. My favorite parts. Oh,
0: my God! It's yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good! This
1: movie falls off the rails for me at the ending. Like, I legitimately could not tell you at a certain it's point what they're scary. trying to do. But there is a point where they're trying to stop the Death Star Star Destroyers from leaving the <laughs> uh, atmosphere right. of Exegol. Oh, oh my god!
0: god. I, swear, I love this part so yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Also- so
1: there. So here's the thing: we know going into this battle that there is like some sort of beacon on one of the Star Destroyers. is this beacon, no, it's on the ground. oh, on the ground. All right, sorry, it's right. on the ground. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. it's on the ground. ground. We'll yes. Satellite. By the way, we were not in the same theater seeing this, but I did see it on the same night with other people. You and know what I'm talking about. I also lost my mind when. So (laughs) the entire premise going to this battle is we have to destroy this beacon on the ground, and if we destroy this beacon on the ground, somehow it will prevent the structure from leaving. They said they not know which way is up. Right, which is really weird, because like just look for the ground (laughs) and then look for the opposite that's up. Or here's what you do you get on comms and you say, Okay, first layer, just go (laughs) up. Yeah. (laughs) Just like like, there's ice (laughs) and ocean on this planet. Look for that and just go from there. I also have some questions. Anyways, so so this Lee, you wanna tell so this is happening. So they
0: go so they they get there, and by the way, they're fine. Right all their piloting navigation systems yeah. are fine are yeah. fine so they get there and they're they like get right.
1: and go, they go this is the ground this is the sky we're good
0: alright we see the beacon we attack it and they attack it and they fuck it up and somebody in one of the, the main death destroyer talks to yeah. a retreat e. Grant, friend, Yeah, and is like sir they're destroying our navigational beacon and he just says oh well, let's not use that one right. he, says, oh, <laughs> he basically
1: says sir they're destroying the thing we need he says
0: well then let's not need let's the not thing not anymore not uh, well,
1: needing the thing which You're by the way on it's own could have been kind of an interesting subversion of like ah 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 it's not actually that easy
0: yeah, especially because that's how all the Star Wars right. movies... It's right, right. There's like, always,
1: like, once you hit the thing, you're good. Yeah. But it's almost worse, because then they kind of undercut their own twist. They just switch it to a ship, and then, and then that just gets blown up. I, I mean, at them. no point, at no point, when soldiers are closing in, they don't want to be like, okay, well, they didn't actually destroy the ground beacon, let's just switch back to that. Right, or, like, can any me? other Star Destroyer use this beacon? Like, what? why don't they just keep bouncing it back and forth? Yes. Or, It again,
0: had me if they kept having to destroy more beacons? <laughs> that would
1: have been <laughs> so funny. Actually, the, there's... I don't know much hour of this movie was just, like, <laughs> I mean, like Yeah, bouncing beacons around Star Destroyer, to be like, ah, oh, shit, this one now. Ah,
0: no, God damn well,
1: it. It's also, like, it's never been before been an issue. They just kind of manufactured a problem to yeah. hold up this well, massive I mean, death fleet for leaving. this entire movie. This entire movie is running around solving manufactured problems that don't need to be solved. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. How do we want to do this, oh, first of all?
0: Well, let's start... I don't know. I would like, start very at the
1: beginning, can I back up to the where... Dead speak! Well, can I can I back up to where I first laughed out loud? The dead speak? Well, I... So I kind <laughs> of knew about that coming. Me. And when, when it said the dead speak, I was like, hmm, okay, we'll let's see where this goes. And actually, they explained it a little more than I thought they would. Because I had heard, like you know, Emperor Palpatine comes back and I mean, um, did, really expl- did you think that literally they would not mention it at all? Well, here's what I Because they don't was, really mention well, it. Well, the thing that they say, I guess, I was, like, willing to accept more than I was expecting. Like, I was expecting whatever they said to just be sort of bullshit, but they they at least gesture at, like, I don't know, there's some weird, like, Sith ability that could allow him... I'm- actually, I rewatched that because I was, in- I was trying to remember, that's not strictly true. They actually just leave it to a few Resistance people with no names in one scene to just be like, how could he have done this. I don't know. Yeah. Cloning? No, Dominic. Yeah. Technique? Dominic Monaghan straight yeah. up says like cloning, Sith magic, things we don't know about. He just like spits balling, throwing spit against the and be like, it was this, it was this, that could be this. That's JJ Abrams' party in the clouds to be like, I didn't feel like figuring this out. It yeah. just is
0: you guys, wanted fa- yeah. you guys wanted fan
1: service, here you go. Yeah. Uh, but no, the first time I left out loud. So we are saying Exegol. Mm-hmm. That is not how mo for most of the movie they pronounce it a lot faster where it sounds like exticle. And I that's just, what did it for you <laughs> I mean initially I just wasn't expecting such a stupid sounding name of any planet <laughs> I guess everything else we to. you're like on board yeah so the dead speak the dead speak the emperor is back we the emperor is back he don't. started podcasting from his planet keeping <sighs> out messages all over the galaxy okay. all of this is covered in the crawl essentially. you would think yes, going into this this would be act one of the movie act one of the movie would be something benign happening the characters are doing a random quest maybe they're rallying and forces and, and all of a sudden you hear Palpatine broadcasting across every ship's right. channels everyone's like what the fuck this guy's back. It literally opens with it being we're already aware of this fact. But He's back. Look, don't ask questions. But He's alive, my friend. And where else would we find the time for people to have virtually no conversations, but like five Ray and uh, uh, Kylo fights? How else would we fit in a whole bunch of running around trying to find a dagger that leads them to the Death Star? Oh my god, That's like okay. Can we also talk about how
0: how the fuck?
1: Okay, first of all,
0: that dagger can't be that old because no. it lines up to a bit. Right. Well, place. and also yeah. like,
1: what a terrible way! You have to be standing in the exact <laughs> right position on the right planet, yeah, pulling this thing out yeah. and staring it exactly the right way to point to the thing. Okay. Which also like, the Death Star is not a two dimensional object. No. Even if it's pointing to a place, you still have to find like will, where like, in that line it's, of what okay, happens when that it like, thing is into the ocean. Right. Yes, exactly. There's, Why would you ever give them something that lines up with an object that's decaying? Even backing up further from that, the first time we see that arm flip out is exactly when they need to line. That oh, yeah, up, which is insane. Yeah, Ray just happens to. Boop. How the fuck did she think of that? Of course, that it's needed to be set up. Don't worry about it. The, the other thing that I thought to be bananas was they do they they set up like yeah the knife will point the way to go. How would you even jump to the correct conclusion that this weird folding out arm is going to point to where it's at? Yeah. How the fuck do you know that's <laughs> what it does? Okay, what is
0: this tool and in geometry class? Yeah, looks like a protractor. <laughs> yeah, protractor.
1: <laughs> and then with your magic protractor dagger. Yeah. It's somehow pointing exactly where you need to be in a three-dimensional space that is unfathomably huge. Yeah. But, literally, it's like, cut. Okay, now she's kind of going across the water. Now she's inside the thing, and she's in the right exact place. It's bananas. I mean, you are listening to too, there's so many easy ways to do this. Even if you just said, like... Here's the best star. If Emperor Palpatine has this Wayfinder, it's probably in his throne room. Right. Let's find the throne room. Right. Like, yeah. so easy. Also, you don't have to do any of this running around bullshit, because you could literally just say, oh, here's a bunch of old Jedi books that Luke had lying around that I took in the last movie. Maybe one of them mentioned something about Exegol. Maybe it's here. Maybe you can fucking cut out the middleman and jump right into this, like, Guys, plot. Guys, I hated all of the running around. Oh, no, it's terrible, because it doesn't give you anything. It's just characters running around. There's no slow moments where they, like, speak to each other, learn anything meaningful. You have that entire fucking thing where Finn keeps being like, Ray, I gotta tell no, you something I don't, I got You'll never
0: find out what it is. Well, except that they, they tell you, but yeah. that's not allowed. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. J.K. Rowling, like, you can't just yeah, fucking exactly. Wait, say that now? shit.
1: Well, J.J. Abrams had
0: said what it was that he was what trying was to say. We told you, Finn he, is force sensitive. He's force sensitive. Ow, oh. which didn't seem that urgent. Now,
1: no, no also, you don't need like, to tell her while she's fucking saber well, fighting. No, with my other point is like, why would you not tell her to begin with? Like,
0: it's not something. Yeah, you need do. Why, like, why is it so that
1: Need to not tell her. What a
0: fucking dumb setup. Then, so the why can't Poe hear that? So, I understand Poe's anger. Right? No, like I mean, if you watch the
1: scene, the only reading of it that makes sense is if Finn is about. To be like, I'm secretly you. in love with you, which yeah, is like yeah. dumb and it's bullshit well, I don't want it. But nonetheless, like that's the only like possible thing he could be saying that he would not want he, another character to hear. Okay, he tries to tell her when she's fighting Kylo, which is dumb. Because what would have happened? Okay, hold on, pause. Wait, does, does he, he tell her when he's fighting? He tries to. He no, shouts no, he shouts. He will be like, Ray, i by the way! Yeah. I didn't get yeah, to Ray, the i got a thing to tell you. Okay, then.
0: You say, Ray, don't throw your life away. Yeah, I think he
1: only is trying to tell her when they're the What about when they, I was gonna say, which is that's also a bit
0: Why? Why
1: does... You're gonna die. Who the fuck cares if you're force sensitive?
0: Yeah, again, i no, like, I love you. Why does Ray
1: yeah. need to go into the afterlife knowing, oh, Finn was force sensitive? Yeah.
0: Finn. Yeah. <laughs> Can I... Right, I need back up. All right, yeah. So start. I want to talk back. about the first scene with Kyle Ren talking to Palpatine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand then, and mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie, what is going through his head and what is... Tr- Who's like, head? Sorry. Kylo Ren. Okay. So Kyle Ren goes... So, okay. Also... What a weird chain of command for this first order. Where like, I guess he's in charge now, and yeah. then he's just allowed he's to the like Supreme go leader. Author- to do whatever adventures. Yeah. He just ignore. I guess he just tells everyone else like, "Hey, run like, the keep empire. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm keep, gonna go. Keep find those This yeah. weird voice that's calling. Not <laughs> Mary. Keep on turning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not uh. <laughs> Mary. Keep on turning. <laughs> it's good. So he goes. <laughs> And he listed, he fights Palpatine, and and like, and Palpatine he is shows a up and he's weirdo. like, "I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna kill. I'm more agile already. I'm gonna kill yeah, you." Right. And Palpatine's like, "Ah, that's just kidding. Now go do the thing I want you to do and, and kill Rey. Right, and he's like sure. He's okay. And then he leaves and he's like, I'm not really going to do that. Right. I'm going to go. But like, I, I don't understand why are you even going what's then? going, like, I, for the rest of the whole, I mean, for most of the arc, really, the, the other movies, I don't really understand, is he like, is he afraid of Palpatine? Is he still conflicted about yeah. what he's going to do? He doesn't want to kill Ray. I don't understand. No,
1: I agree. Well, because it's not, first of all, because one would assume that Palpatine should have enough wherewithal to, like, be able to read Kylo Ren's thoughts. If like, the yeah. implication here is that Palpatine is somehow every voice that he's ever heard, which is what he says. <laughs> I have complaints about that. That, like, he should know what Kylo Ren's deal is. If he controlled, if he created Snoke, which we literally can tell he created Snoke because we see a bunch of Snokes floating around the tubes. Which is so, so, which is so fucking dumb. I fucking also, hate that so it, much. It, it, it raises so many questions. Yeah. If we assume that he created Snoke, Snoke says in the last show that he was the one who created this connection between Kylo Ren and Rey. Therefore, like, if Snoke can see what's happening between the two of them, presumably Palpatine could see what's happening between the two of them. Yeah. So at any point, Palpatine should be able to like spy and be like, aha, he's conspiring against
0: me. Does he know? I don't know. Is this a threat to him? Do you know Maybe. what it feels like? It feels like against like when people talk about Trump playing 4D chess, yeah, it's, it's just so obtuse that like it's that like if you were an idiot, and you wanted to believe that somebody that they were doing, you're like, well, Palpatine really knows what he's doing, right? Like, yeah, he's playing, he's playing every like every side, yeah. Really? But really, like it's it's unclear to me, and I highly doubt that he does know everything. The other him.
1: thing, I don't think he does either. I also think it's stupid that he's every voice inside Kylo Ren's head because then it's are we also meant to believe like oh, Kylo Ren would have been fine if not for that pesky Emperor? Well, I mean, so here's the thing. So we. It's, it's already kind of established in other Star Wars, you know, like, comics and such at this point. One of the reasons that Kylo Ren went bad, like, before even The Rise of Skywalker, is that, like, I think Leia mentioned something like this in Force Awakens. Is Snoke kind of gets to him. And Snoke kind of, like, starts putting ideas into his head about being like, Kylo Ren already has these naturally occurring thoughts, but Snoke's the one to kind of push him over the edge. So, like, it doesn't bother me that there is someone there being all the voices in his set. And to be honest with you, that scene was, like, a scene that they had posted on Twitter before the movie was out. Just, like, not the scene where he's fighting All the guys and gets the wayfinder, but the scene of him like wandering through and then Palpatine going like I'm every voice in your head and the voices of Vader and Snoke and everyone like that. And I was watching that, I was kind of like, okay, like this is this is kind of interesting. And as I was watching this, I was assuming naturally that this would be thirty minutes into the movie, not five minutes into it. So I was like, (laughs) okay, like if you're gonna wedge Palpatine in a completely dumb way, I guess at least if you sort of build the idea that he's been manipulating this person forever and like organically weave it throughout the movie, like that makes a little bit of sense. And then you see the movie, you're like, no, right out of the door. Like I'm every voice in your head. Because it seems
0: like that would be a point where he's like, well, this now I questioned everything. Right. Now I don't know what to do. Yeah. Because cause that, that seems like a card you don't play if you're the one manipulating someone. Yeah, you don't, like, tell them outright. I've been manipulating yeah. you the whole time. Right. The thing that also, I think, it, well, he tells him I've been manipulating the whole
1: time, and Kylo Ren is basically like, okay, I guess that'll just continue now, because I am going to ultimately kind of do what you wanted me to do anyway. Well, no, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that I find bewildering about this, too, is that whenever he, whenever Palpatine meets Kylo Ren, he says, you got to kill Rey. right. What he can't kill Ray because the entire point is that Palpatine needs Rey to come back to this planet. So if he said you got to kill Ray, okay. what happens if Kylo Ren kills Ray?
0: Because Matthew's like, I did the thing, and can Palpatine's I just, like, Oh shit! Can I just say what I didn't? This is so. I'm just thinking of this now, and mm-hmm. I really haven't thought a lot about this movie. I honestly did that. Did not occur to me that like that contradicted. I thought like he was just he oh, wanted her wow. to kill Ray, mm-hmm. and then when that failed to happen, and Ray showed up, he was like, This was my plan on the I mean, He basically does <laughs> do that. A, on, there's <laughs> a read in the scene. There, there, there's a read to that scene
1: that I think is I think it's absolutely on the money because later he was like, now there's two of you!
0: Yeah, Actual plan! I you're a poor style, a
1: totally real thing that we've established
0: before. Kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of. <laughs> and so, yeah, it just it just feels like he's this, like, old, senile man that's, like, whatever one plan I know like, he's like, <laughs> trying to claim power yeah, back. You fools! Yeah, this this is, is what I wanted the whole
1: time! Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, like, cheap supervillain 101, just say whatever happens with your plan all along, like, yeah, ha, ha right into my head. True, it's just one of those things that makes no coherent plot sense, because, I mean, no. like, he could have just said, bring her to me. But then that's again, it. then again, I don't think that when they were writing this development, they really thought about it beyond... Ooh, here's some real good, like, classic Star Wars fan service. We're gonna bring back no, into I, this. No, I agree. So the trailers made a whole big thing about never showing Palpatine. You could hear his voice, but they never actually showed him in the trailers. So I was thinking in my head, like, oh, he's gonna be really weird looking. He's not.
0: He looks he's mostly like Palpatine, except some of his like fingers are stubby, like, and he doesn't have a eyes. Body, right? Well, I think. I don't know. I think it's like a torso.
1: I get. No, he oh. might not have feet. That's that's true. It's really hard to tell because in all of those scenes, they're very dark, and there's a lot of lightning flashing, so it's just like flickering. I feel like maybe they were like, well. McDermott really doesn't want to wear the makeup this time. So right. if we just flash some strobe lights on yeah, him all yeah, the time, yeah. no one will be able to pick up. I that think it's just it, him.
0: I think it is just like he's on a crane. Okay, so he's just. Yeah. Like, I honestly torso, couldn't tell. Like, like if hands. it's if
1: it's nothing but torso or if maybe I mean he's an old guy. Maybe this is a walk. He
0: has a robe and the robe just sort of like waves at the bottom, Yeah, okay. and I think that at some point his body ends. Okay, I mean well, that's, well, that's which that's what makes sense. The I think he's hooked up at like the waist, like the okay. back, lower back. So like it, you, he could have. Like sort of atrophied legs dangling down, but I don't think there are legs. It would be actually really
1: adorable if he had little Babu Frick legs beneath his <laughs> robe. <room.
0: laughs> Babu.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing I just want to point out—the out. one redeeming factor of the movie. Sure, I mean, there's a, there's a few redeeming, but <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few. I do not fundamentally
0: understand how the Emperor created oh. this entire massive. Oh, no, 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 that. Okay, I thought you were going to s- say like how how even that much of his body's left. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> he was tossed to into an the generator.
1: Okay, yeah. So as it turns out, Darth Vader not good at throwing people into elevator shafts. But then the whole Death Star blew up! That's I agree with I you! He should have been it. blowed to little bits!
0: That's, he's a
1: Again! And, like, so here's the thing now. Now, So, in a Star Wars movie, we have basically canonically said, death will not stop Emperor Palpatine. How will it not stop him? I don't know. It but just it just won't. Won't. So, how how do we prevent him from coming back two weeks from now, being like, I've got another zombie body, and I'm here to fight you again, Ray. Like, like, how did shooting his own lightning back at him more kill him this time, instead of just making him more wrinkly? Which, again, canonically, is what happens to you from Revenge of the Sith. Okay, but, the, so the thing that was bugging... And I, it just, it struck me a lot like Attack of the Clones, where it's just suddenly there's, yeah, there's this like a mass massive power. force, it's, and it's just been hiding conveniently out of everyone's sight. What is that, like 500 ships, which is idling comb- in was the ocean? A,
0: yeah, It was insane. It was insane. It was in a, a comically hyperbolic increase in forces. Yeah. It's and, like, it oh, will increase our fleet 10,000 10, 000- yeah. fold. Not, to, like, not by 10,000 ships. 10,000 fold. And let's also think, the First Order probably did not have a
1: small fleet because, like, no. it, like, they're already doing pretty okay because, as you can tell when the movie has started, they've already been victimizing the galaxy. You don't do that if you only have, like, I don't know, 12 ships. Well, right? yeah. Okay, and it's not only that many ships. <coughs> we all have better
0: killing guns. K- yes. killing
1: guns. But it's also, like, they're all Fully staffed, yeah. Yeah. And, just, and who no are way. these people? Are they clones? I, no, because they all look different. Yeah, right, now that's what I'm saying. Like, but literally, who are they? Oh, we, we also, were they magicked into existence? We also, guys, finally, gender equality is here. We got a female Star Destroyer commander. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Our, and who are all the people on the on the safe <laughs> plan?
1: Right, have they all been hiding underground? Also, no, it's oh, like, <laughs> the, okay, the oh. Okay, so in the yeah. so, throughout this whole movie, every cut back to that lightning Sith chamber. It's dark as shit. It's yeah. dark as shit. Yeah. And the only person you see in there yeah, you is You pal- yeah, you see a couple shadowy figures. Yeah, you see a couple but like you can assume safely that maybe he has like 10 hand, people, like last yeah. yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, one of the most insane reveals at the end is it's basically just what like a camera pan and then suddenly right. there's like an and amphitheater. <laughs> yeah. And Rave then in. Huge. And it is yeah. just like a full it's fucking a auditorium. And I really expected her to just like stop, like, uh, sorry, can we like pause for a second? Like, who are these guys? <laughs> he does not explain. Where did they come he from? He does not explain. Are they spirits? Are they all Snokes? Are they just uh, like discarded Sith people? It would have been really fun if it was just a bunch of Snokes and it was just, well, Palpatine really needs our support right now, so we made a bunch of Snokes. It would make more on. sense to me if he had spent the whole time just making Snokes upon Snokes. I and- mean, also, like, okay, if he made Snoke, Snokes a weird looking guy. Snokes not appealing. Snoke's got a weird crushed in skull and he's real uggo. Would it have used that much more evil magic to make a pleasant-looking alien instead of smoke? One, one like, that could easily insert themselves into different situations? Or one yeah. who really smiles. <laughs> yeah. One who looks happy. The emperor is very concerned about smiles. I guess he is. Uh, no, I don't know, he does a lot of smiling. But, but yeah. he, just, he likes a cackle. Yeah, I, he he I, does I, have a good cat. I got, yeah. I got frustrated with that, where I was just sort of like, oh, okay, this is just here now. And as many of the choices in this movie told me, like, wow, this is just some fucking lazy writing. Well, you, needed, you needed a new threat to come in, so you just sort of dropped it out of the sky. Yeah. I mean, this movie, basically, for me, at the end, it represents just, like, a tremendous failure of imagination on everyone's part. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, well, we killed off Snoke, so who's your bad guy now? Is your bad guy going to be Kylo Ren, like the guy we've been leading up to? Well, no, it's going to be that other guy who we thought was dead and haven't really mentioned or talked about too much. Okay, and so what's he gonna do? Well he's gonna he's gonna give them a bunch of, of ships and like okay, <laughs> are those cool like Sith spaceships? Do they look different? Well well no, they're Star Destroyers. They're the things you know. Like so they're just oh. Star Destroyers? Oh no no no, they're not just Star Destroyers. Each one is also a Death Star. Well, so there are many, many Death Stars? Like, wouldn't that make a Star Destroyer kind of huge and unwieldy? Well, no, it's just a Star Destroyer, but it's got a cannon that functions as a Death Star on it, which is just like I feel like the Oh but they're oh pretty- but they're black. And also they're 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 are they black? With, yeah, they are, All of the all of the like death ships were black, but but then all of, like, the special Stormtroopers were red. Well, right, they're Sith. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> Sith <laughs> Malibu <laughs> Stacy's <laughs> got a new hat.
0: But, like, so... All right, can I talk about something I, I didn't like? Yeah. <laughs> well, after all the ruined things you said so far. I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. So... I understand uh that Gary Fisher had passed away before the filming yeah. of this movie, but I I don't necessarily agree with the decisions Disney made to like just not do anything to make her role bigger.
1: It's so um, hard. And one
0: of the things I didn't like most about it was how they kill her off. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's in a way I think I pointed this out to you guys before, but like so in the last movie. Luke uh does this like really insane act of force. He's rejection. like a projection, yeah. Yeah, where he has this whole badass fight. <laughs> so like anyone that I don't know, any asshole that complains that like he doesn't get a good badass fight can well, just like suck a dick because like <laughs> he does. Yeah, and also just and like, it's way cooler. Oh,
1: and we also just dick. talk about that wonderful moment where he just does. Yes, yeah. so and, so and also like if you watch the end of return of the Jedi, Luke's entire arc is that he chooses not to fight yeah. in the end. So like the idea that Luke would basically send like a projection of himself to do the fight and then be like, Actually, I wasn't
0: fighting at all. Is like, Luke, it's like, that's what Luke, Luke is. thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Also, also, what is very Luke is giving up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 about it for all a while. of this is very <laughs> quite Luke. Anyway, Luke. it was a great way to kill, to end like Luke's arc. Yeah. And, like, have him die. Yeah. And in this movie, so like at one point, Leia senses that like Rey is fighting Kylo Ren. Yeah, Ray is fighting Kylo Ren. And she <laughs> uses the rest of her life force energy <laughs> to like... To say, say his, his name. name, yeah, and then she dies, yeah, and that's saying that like the all that's all she could do, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, no, a lot yeah, it must not It's going to take all her like energy to do this thing, and all she does is say Ben. And it's what was the point of that? When, right? No, that's what she's like, trying to emotionally connect with. Her yeah. son? I'm legitimately she... confused when I saw that as to what she was trying to do. I assume that she was trying to like
0: speak. to... So okay, well that makes him stop for a second, Let right? Because so the
1: other thing is that we know from the Last Jedi, which is a thing that I really like, is that while Kylo Ren does not care at all about his father. Which this movie backtracks a little bit, which whatever, that's fine. He has a weak spot for his mother because whenever he's attacking the ship in the beginning, he senses Leia aboard the ship. Like they cut between the two of them, and like he has his finger on the trigger, and then he takes it off when he senses Leia. And then one of the other fighters just like shoots it, and that's how the ship explodes and they land up in space. But like it's established that Kylo Ren has a weak spot for Leia, basically that like there is still connection between the two of them. So I can get, on paper, how it would make sense that if Leia were to, like, communicate directly with Kylo Ren, it might make him stop and think, like, okay, what am I doing? But the fact of the matter is, she says Ben. She doesn't appear there. It would have been something else, I think, if she had even briefly physically manifested herself on the remains of the Death Star, but she doesn't. Or,
0: you know what? Take the blow. Yeah. Why? At least that. At least that explains why she dies. Yeah. She takes the blow for her son instead of, like... Force healing just becoming so easy all of yeah. a sudden.
1: Oh dear, I know. Well, but I guess that's only so they can set up the redemptive sacrifice later, right? But it's also very that leads to an equally confusing. Well, she already with heals me. a snake. No, no, that's I. True. Yeah, oh, oh. So for me, I think it's. I thought what you were saying is it's confusing as to why Kylo Ren decides to be good again. And yeah, it is confusing for me. Oh, well, he decides to be care? good again
0: because Harrison Ford shows up, right? Because not a
1: ghost. <laughs> He says, all right, don't worry, son, I'm not a ghost. He's just a memory. This isn't how the Force works. I'm here. I'm a memory. Which, again, feels like a scene that, like, if Carrie Fisher had not died, that scene would have been Carrie Fisher, basically. Yeah, well, or she would have reached out and had that conversation. Right, or, like, it would have been anything else, but, like, you would not have needed to drag Harrison Ford back into Star Wars had (laughs) Carrie Fisher not passed away. It looked like he was like you're not touching my hair. I, I will wear the just, like, costume, yeah. and that is. He it. wandered it off the streets. He's like, all right, guys, you got five <laughs> minutes of my time. Let's like, shoot this fucker. It's. I have I never seen anyone. Flyer, I, I have. He looked <laughs> reticent to be there. He was just sort of like. <sighs> I mean, I thought he did fine. Like, it's not like he he wasn't like checking his watch and be like, like he did fine for like what little the scene was. That wouldn't <laughs> no, that be funny? It's it's a strange little scene because at the end of it, he's good now. I'm not really clear why he's good now, but he's helping. I didn't really see what caused him to change. I didn't though. either. And I also I feel in general uh his arc of redemption is entirely too rushed because he has done too much shit not to be redeemed outright but just to be redeemed that quickly and that simply well, yeah, and i agree with you it's, i think again, we, it is par for the course no i know. It it is. To, like star it's wars hard. is very big on like last minute like and reconciliation and again the
0: first thing he does not kill a room full of kids well, well yes things. but
1: here's the here's the here's a difference i would like to put to you guys when we first saw those movies all we did not know darth vader had done that so his redemption is a lot easier to swallow it's only a difficult redemption in retrospect I, I, I agree to a point but like nonetheless, you've seen him kill people so yeah. i think Know oh, he's a bad guy. We don't know that he's killed children, but it's sort of like, nonetheless, while you may not have killed children, you still like robbed many people of their lives. Yeah. Like, bad thing. Don't do it. Yeah. So I, I get kind of what you're saying. The thing that also like really rubs you the wrong way is whenever like old Obi-Wan shows up the end of Return of the Jedi with old Yoda, and then all of a sudden Aiden Christian shows up. He's like, hey, this fucker gets to be like 23 forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I was a good person, I'm trapped as an 80-year-old man for the rest of my life. Just, What's but this that's shit? hard, that
0: is hard to it's hard to deal with, right? Because obviously you didn't know. Right. But I mean, have they ever had the chance to insert you and McGregor and not
1: did that. I I mean I'm sure every time they've re-released Between The Jedi after filming that George Lucas has had the opportunity to put you and McGregor in there and for whatever reason has chosen not to. I, I think his logic is that like that's L- when Anakin died. Okay. I guess. I mean I'm not saying it's good logic. I mean, again, I'm saying sure that's but
0: the logic. can Luke Luke uh, pretty happy to look their age. Right? Also, Leia was pretty
1: happy to be wearing like her episode four outfit, like her white <laughs> yeah. dress. Like, she's had much better looks since then. It's sort of I don't know. It's like seeing like a sixty year old woman like put on their prom dress and be like, look how beautiful right. it is to be back. <laughs> sort of like instead, it's okay. You've had great looks, Leia. Don't one, worry about give it. Me one of her general looks. Yeah, like you, like you, right. I like I love. I love her look in the last Jedi so much. She has that great cloak with like this high the color. high yeah. collar. Yeah, and it's the like, way and the way they shoot that with all that arctic light, just yeah. kind of strike. Yeah, and that. like sometimes uh, it like fantastic. covers part of her face. It's like that's a great look for you. Wear that look in your are after. You're like, yeah. mysterious. You're a ghost. Yeah. Let's go with it. Guys, there's so much other things I did not so, like about this movie. Here's another thing, just real quick. I don't want to keep talking about the Emperor all this time. But, like, so <laughs> it's here's a big, thing. It's a big the thing. Fact, again, the fact that the Emperor is back, for me... Okay, so this is the thing. Again, as I said, I feel like if you watch this movie and just wanted basic Star Wars trappings, you would be completely fine with this. I do not see how anyone who considers themselves like someone who's really into Star Wars could walk away from this feeling satisfied. And a lot of it stems from this. So the prequels, whatever other issues we may have, if you're discussing the Star Wars movies, they're canon. Like, they're Mm -hmm. part of the movies. You have to accept everything that happens in there. The prequels have this whole thing about Anakin being the chosen one who will restore balance to the Force. And while, to be fair, the prequels do a really shitty job of explaining what that means to the point that some people assume that because there are only two Jedi left and two Sith left at the end of, at the end of the end of the Sith he has balanced it according to George Lucas that is not what he meant so like intent of the author we have to consider it I don't know if there was a new canonical stance from Disney as to what the prophecy is but one has to assume that according to George Lucas the prophecy meant that because Anakin removes the imbalance from the force which is Emperor Palpatine he is the one who brings balance to the force we found out in this none of that matters right so yeah. this entire thing that has been guiding everything that Jedi have done in the prequel and like everything that has led to this character's redemption Fucking up, doesn't up, matter. Up. Right yeah. down the elevator shaft. I also think, uh, The Last Jedi, Love It or hated, actually set up some really interesting character beats that could have been capitalized on in Rise of Skywalker that they, if not ignored, will, com- they, like, do a very visible reverse course on. Well, Rose. I mean, I don't, uh. Well, want- so first of all, sidelining Rose is shitty. Yeah. And I, it doesn't matter if maybe the director just wasn't interested in her storyline. I don't see how you make that decision not considering the optics of that, considering what happened to the actress yeah. afterwards. Like, that's crazy to no, me. I, and also, like, the whole excuse was that, like, oh, well... She has to be with Leia, and all of our Leia scenes had to be on this planet, and we had we had trouble making Leia work, so because we had to cut so much stuff with Leia, we had to cut all the stuff with Rose, like number one, bullshit. There is a character who in the movie, her job is to stand next to Leia, it's Billy Lord, right, right. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Her entire job is to be like the Leia whisperer who yeah, like stands she next, have to be next to her. Right. There's no fucking reason. <laughs> the reason sad. why she has to be there is because you decided she has to be yeah. with Leia. I, like she does not need to. So I looked it up to see how much screen time they actually gave Kelly Marie Tran in this. A minute twenty two seconds. Yeah, I heard. It's outrageous. That's outrageous, no. especially because she's established as a fairly major character. Yeah, in uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi also gave us, I think, a really interesting direction for Kylo to go. But by the time we pick up well, also, in Rise of Skywalker, back to back to normal. I want to
0: get. So I, I want. I have a couple, one thing to say about the actor characters. My first point on the on the screen time is that I don't understand the need for this other character who also, per J.J. Abrams, J.K. Rowling tweets. Janna, yeah. who oh, yeah. is secretly fucking Glenn Lindo granddaughter, granddaughter, daughter For no reason. Wait, which is
1: even weirder. So Janna is in a relationship with Lando's granddaughter. No, 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 no. she is Lando's she granddaughter. Is sorry, That's, if sorry, you're a black wait, wait, person wait. in Star Wars, you wait. gotta be related to Mace Windu, you gotta be related to Lando. One <laughs> of the two. Yeah. When when, when you said she is fucking Lando daughter,
0: I thought you I mean, meant, that literally... Would,
1: that would have been the lesbian lip service I would have rather seen in this movie. Oh, so you God. Mean, Then the blanket and you'll miss a kiss? Like, like,
0: kiss with someone that like, could be a yeah. woman? You're not yeah. sure. But well, it's also like
1: two unnamed right. characters. Yeah. Well, no, so the one is, to be fair, the one is like a commander who was in The Last Jedi who had some dialogue there. But it's okay. like, nonetheless, you don't really know who she is. You don't care that much about her. No. Like, it's nice to see her because it's like, oh, here's the set trapping that I remember from the other movie. Right. But like, nonetheless, you don't really know who but she then, is. You know, it happens always- they
0: can pass along a child with the timestamp to snip it up. Right, I was going to say, it's like, it's so easy to like, just send it off to Singapore and be like, don't yeah. worry, guys. What was your second thing? The thing that I was really hoping that I thought like, I thought was being set up, despite the fact that the first thing was done by two different people who didn't really talk to each other much. Mm. And really, again... Let's get this on the table. J.J. Abrams specifically was hands off. He was like, you know what?
1: Your thing. You do right. it. No, and that was, my understanding was that they had offered J.J. Abrams yeah. all the movies, and he was the one who said, no, I can't do that. I'm just <laughs> and, that and I, I'm pretty sure I, I always they start like, things. I don't finish yeah, them. Exactly. They gave
0: him the option of like sticking around to talk to Johnson and be like, here, you want to know what I was thinking? And, yeah. and, and he was like, no, I don't want to. I want to see yeah, what I'm because, well, I mean,
1: again, my true belief is just that he had no idea.
0: Yeah, he had no idea. And then I Ryan Johnson did yeah. his thing. And then J.J. Abrams is like, well, it's a shame that that didn't work out. Like, what a, what a Fuck sad. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It feels like
1: this entire you movie was basically asshole. like what J.J. Abrams had maybe in the back of his head for what he would have done for episode 7, but then he had one movie, so he's like, oh gotta cram these both into one. That's he's really there. interesting. Or, sorry, you episode say that. 8, I mean. I, I had a very similar thought about it, where it seems like so much time is spent, ret not retconning, but I guess
0: kind of reversing things from the last movie that he's kind of retreading it, which yeah. he was like, come on, man. But anyway, the thing that I thought this was going to lead up to, this arc, this whole trilogy, was that they're, that the Jedi said they're both dumb. <laughs> like, that's what I thought <laughs> right. we were coming to. Yeah. They allude to it so many times. I'm pretty sure they even allude to it in Seven. And like, that's not like that in Kylo Ren. Like, I feel like that was what they were leading to with him, where like, they're both like rebelling against what their supposed mentors are like. And I mean and also to to be
1: fair, Kylo Ren's entire arc, literally from when he's introduced and we find out who he is, it's he's rebelling against the person he believes he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be this child of Leia and Han, who therefore because he's the child of these two great heroes from this great force line, he's gonna be like a great person who does great things with the force and he's like, I don't wanna be that. Like I wanna be Darth Vader. And so like that's his entire thing is that like Again, act of rebellion against what people tell you you're supposed to be. So like, yeah, that ties in very perfectly with the idea of like, like what you said, going against the idea of like what the dogmatic judge. So there could have been a a third path they found. they like come
0: together and like, for a second it's like maybe there's a third option and then Ren decides in the end like, no actually I'm gonna do, I'm gonna keep doing this thing, I don't really know what I'm doing, I'm gonna be bad. Yeah. But in the, in the script leak, No, it was in the script leak, there oh. was a line where Ray says exactly what I wanted her to mm-hmm. say about like how this is this is both nonsense. Like you're both wrong. <laughs> right. I am like I am light and I am dark and you're well, all human are light and dark. Are dumb as shit. <laughs> And that's why, and again, if you watch the prequels, that's why shit goes bad so fast. Jedi have these, like, dumb rules. I I don't want to say, like, Orwellian, but it is like they don't, it's like they're not emotionally healthy people the way you train them.
1: So there's something I've been kind of working on for a while, and I've been literally thinking about this for years. I've been thinking about this since the first movie, since The Force Awakens came out. And I've been building upon it, like, every year, or every other year, rather, since a new Saga movie came Mm -hmm. out. So... My boring reading of the sequel trilogy is, at best, there is a reading of the sequel trilogy that is like a postmodern take mm-hmm. on Star Wars, which is itself like, a post, a very postmodern movie. The first movie is a bunch of characters being like original Star Wars. I love those guys; they're all my favorite. And very reverentially, like introducing these characters and showing you how they spur on these new characters to go on adventures and how they are, who they are, because these old characters matter so much. And, like Poe is like part of this uh, resistance because Leia matters so much to him. Mm-hmm. Ray is convinced to like join Finn because she's like, oh, Luke Skywalker, that's so cool. Han Solo, he's so awesome. And so they are what they are because these old characters made them who they are. They matter because these characters matter to them, which like honestly, I think is a fine starting point for a sequel trilogy. Like, that makes sense metatextually speaking. So, if The Force Awakens is, what if new Star Wars characters watch the Star Wars, then The Last Jedi is, what if Luke Skywalker watched the prequels? So... (laughs) He's, True. We see him. True. So, like, Return of the Jedi basically ends, and I think, like, if you were a kid or if you had watched Return of the Jedi prior to the prequels, you would watch this and be like, "And now Luke Skywalker is going to go off and start a bunch of Jedi." Yeah. Which, to be fair, is like what he did the Expanded Universe shit. What happens after he starts digging through their history? What happens after he finds out what they are about? Like Luke's reaction is kind of what a lot of people's were once the prequels came <laughs> out. We we're like, "Hold on a second, the Jedi are just like fucking intergalactic police officers. Like right. these idiots ignored a Sith Lord in their midst. Like they just blindly accepted this weird coincidence. Like, oh, here's a clone army. Let's fucking take the clone right. army." and not double-check any of this and just go with it? Like, because they have this strict adherence to an ancient dogma that wasn't evolving as the galaxy was evolving. And so, for me, Luke's character in The Last Jedi is absolutely what it should be. Like, you take him looking back at the legacy of the Jedi and throwing in what you know about The Force Awakens with his nephew, like, turning evil and destroying his school and killing all these kids, and he's, like, this sad guy who's on an island and thinks, like, I did a bad job. The Jedi were a bad thing. Like, the Force can continue to exist, but the Jedi Order must end. That tracks. That tracks perfectly for me. So then, as I was watching this in theaters, I was like, how does this fit into my, like, metatextual postmodern narrative? The only possible (laughs) film reading I can come up with for this is that... What if every Star Wars character was on Reddit?
0: It was so terrified by making bad decisions by what people on Reddit saying that they decided to appease every single suggestion um, they encountered. Uh, I mean, truly, yeah. Disney is just like trying to appeal to
1: everyone. Yeah, no. And I think in the end, like they wanted, like it feels like that they wanted to make a movie so safe that in the end it should appeal to nobody. Like if you're a diehard fan of the of the Last Jedi, this should not appeal to you. If you are a big fan of Star Wars, it should not appeal to you. It is so mired in so much plot, but with so little actual like scenes or writing. Or character development that it just feels like a fucking mess. Yeah. And yeah, do, just, we're really we all I, holding like, our breath for Chewie to get the fucking medal of Yavin?
0: Who cares? Like, all <laughs> right, again,
1: that's one of those things that like only works that like that that matters to you as a viewer. It does not matter to Chewie Like you, you want like Chewie to be like, what the
0: hell is this? Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Chewie just grunts like, we're like, really like yeah, <laughs> like
1: why does this matter to me? I was watching a video earlier that was putting um, because I was trying to prep for this that <laughs> was trying to put uh Rise of Skywalker in context with other J.J. Abrams stuff. Oh yeah, I like that one. Oh, it's really interesting. Yeah the connections he makes, but his point is basically, J.J. Abrams is just going to allude to story, and he has a very good way of delivering you plot, like, data, but as for, like, actually slowing down and, like, giving you character development and, like, getting to know any of these characters, that doesn't happen. He leans on, like, um, references that'll mean something to the audience, but not not the people within that world. Right. And I think that's a
0: huge disconnect and, and a problem. Do you know what? I would also be happy if there were less characters in all Me these. Movies. I mean, too. to be fair,
1: it's also like Zori Bliss, like Carrie Russell. Like, what is she there for? She's there to be like, hey guys, no homo, and like, yes. we at get Poe Dameron. Yes. And again, like, Janna. what is Janna really there for? Like, it's an interesting idea, again. Like, there's an interesting idea with Finn also that maybe Finn is the one who should be leading a stormtrooper uprising and being like,
0: hey yeah. guys, like, I was once imagine, like you. Imagine if there was a version of the story where Finn did that. Right. Yeah. If it, would like, be a, it would be a great, like, full, full, full circle moment. Right. Him. If
1: you want to wedge Jenna and he can meet her and be like, Oh man, there are other stormtroopers who think like me. Like there are other people who well, also like, think that, like this. Imagine if there is was bad. like
0: an earlier draft. I know, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? If Finn had an
1: actual like yeah. thing to do, if, like, maybe Rose was with him yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just like, spitballing maybe. here, friends. Uh, I mean, it, it. I I could not make heads or tails of the decisions around Finn of deciding. Okay, clearly set up in Last Jedi that he and Rose seem to be getting together he mostly ignores her through the so new movie no, the one thing he I almost love, like rushes past her but a like there there he like pats her on the shoulder and then goes to like fully embrace Poe and I'm like well that's fucked up well the one thing I love about this is like in the beginning Finn's like hey I'm gonna go off on my fun space adventure do you wanna come with me Rose and she's like no I have to stay here and be boring yes. instead which literally just feels like again someone was like Rose is boring and she just lectures people she shouldn't go with them on their fun space adventures <laughs> and she's like I have to look at charts all day <laughs> well, basically no she does I think she just Says like General yeah. Organa wants me to look at these star destroyer charts. Like, right? Could no, you not do that? on the has, Falcon? She has to do like it's. It's weird. It's it's like contingency plan navigation. No, like where they're like, to if to something at, goes wrong, she has to
0: figure out how to kill the star destroyers. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: And I mean, it's basically just like Finn's like, I'm being a good person and inviting you to come on our adventures, and she's like, No, I'm the stick in the bud. Um. But then also he kind of gets together with Janna, but that doesn't really happen either. They just sort of fight together. Yeah. They, but yeah. So so okay. So here's yeah. the thing. And he's not ending up with Rey because he wasn't going to say he loved her. And he's not ending up with Poe because that wouldn't no, play in no, China. No, no, or no, 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 no except for yeah. that
0: awful, awful kiss.
1: Yeah. And to be fair, honestly, there is again a version of this that I could kind of be on board with where it doesn't end with anyone paired off because you don't fine need to be paired off with people like to end your journey. That's fine. But so- it's just the awkward pains they took to divorce him from connections that were clearly set up in the last Oh, yeah. It's no. so weird. So here's yeah. the thing you were talking about the emotional beats, which I agree with you. Like, J.J. James does tend to rush past them. But the weird thing is, like, there are beats in The Force Awakens that I find emotionally gripping to me. And, like, I agree, like, Hosni and Prime being destroyed is just like an afterthought. Like, when that Happens. I remember watching the movie. I was literally had no idea what this was. I was like, did they look Coruscant? Is Coruscant gone? Like, no, it's this other planet you've ever heard. Of. Look, don't worry about it, just keep moving on. But, like, there are moments in The Force Awakens that I find, like, genuinely moving, and they're all, like, the smaller, quieter moments. Like, when you see, like, Rey, like, putting on the X Wing Fighter helmet and, like, sitting inside the, like, damaged Imperial Walker, like, looking up at a ship blasting off, it's like, wow, okay, that's, like, a quiet moment. I get this character. I feel for this character. Like, I want to see what this character does. I was in, like, a bad emotional place when The Force Awakens came out, but, like, the scene with Rey and Maz Kanata and Maz's castle where Rey has like that yeah. vision after she picks up the lightsaber Maz says something to her like whoever you're waiting for they're not coming back and it's just sort of like that was the moment where I was like oh wow like there are things ahead of you that matter more don't focus on your fucking past don't worry about your parents who left you here focus on what you can do in the future and I was like this really speaks to me and then it turns out like well no it doesn't matter because you should focus on your past because your grandpa's the emperor <laughs> yeah oh, that's also so stupid. Palpatine fucks
0: that yeah, can we just get that out of the way? That yeah. is the stupidest place. Oh, no, it's it the is. dumbest
1: fuck. Like, I hate also, it. Also, so here's the thing, too. Like, one, Palpatine doesn't need to fuck. He alluded to the fact that you can create life through the Force and mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. That's the whole Darth Plagueis thing. So, like, if he wanted, like, an heir, he could have just made Rey. He didn't need to have a child with someone, and then, like, that child have another also, child. Also, I also just don't see the need for Rey to be a Palpatine. I loved that in The Last Jedi, they set this thing up of, like, she comes, quote-unquote, from nothing and no one. I, I don't yeah. know.
0: Do we understand? Because I, I, I also we want. Talk about this because mm-hmm. it happened at Fantastic Beast 2. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Fucking Credence, who was this like, you know, it was he was weird enough. Right, he was right. a weird, like ghost he's a, mage. He's a weird orphan,
1: like, like, like an orphan who has magic, yeah, it doesn't matter. He's an matter. orphan,
0: and it doesn't, you know, he was just a wizard, and the yeah. whole he, it didn't even matter that he was like a strong wizard. What yeah. mattered was that he had this like obscurus that like took him over, but right, he still right. somehow had to control himself. Yeah. And that made him unique already. <coughs> right. He didn't need to be a Dumbledore. Right. Why the fuck does that matter? But oh, people yeah. ate the shit mm. up. Why do people care about that? No, it's literally like, how how is
1: Star Wars any better by having a character related to another character? It's it's this weird fetishistic thing they keep indulging in where they're like, they all must be... Not only must they all be related, they all must be related to big names within that world. Here's what I don't
0: understand, is if you are a person... That got into stores when they were super young, and maybe you latched onto it because yeah. people you related to made you feel like special. or like, mm-hmm. that you were like, the why isn't it worse that like it's it's telling you that you could only be It only matters if you're related to something from yeah. a specific yeah. family line. Like, yeah. wouldn't you rather it be like everyone has the potential right. to be? So- again,
1: like you said, something I fucking loved about The Last Jedi where he's like, you're no one, you really don't actually, like, he fucking it. thanks her, and he's like, you don't actually yeah. belong here, but like, if you if you were my girlfriend, I'd make sure you realize how powerful you were. And then you have the thing <laughs> that have with like Broom Boy, where it's like Broom Boy doesn't yes. matter, like, in terms of like, the the story that Lester is telling, it doesn't matter. It matters thematically, which is, like, yeah, another yeah. thing that I love. like, if Rune Boy never shows up in a Star Wars movie, I'm not going to be like, he really should have been the Rise of Skywalker, but, like, it's fine because he just shows that, like, the Force is still there. The Force is there in other people, and, like, these legends well, will matter to these people, and, and the, they will do the right thing because of it. And that the Force doesn't fucking care about the goddamn last
0: names and dynasties. Right. It's just, it's, Oh, so I loved. Let's that- not forget it is about it is genetic. It is about right. so like right. your blood. Right. So
1: That's the thing too. So like it is genetic, but also like I guess sometimes it's not right. I don't want to forget it. Right. I mean I do want to forget. <laughs> we it don't want to forget midichlorians. But like the fact <laughs> that like clearly it must also be not genetic because otherwise you would just be able to know who all the Jedi were right. because you'd just be like okay well this guy is it, a Jedi. So, so that's and it, also like
0: that must be like blue eyes right? Where right. like you don't always get there's midichlorians. Yeah. Right. And also
1: like Jedi <laughs> are I mean, allowed to have sex. So if they're not having sex, they would run out of Jedi very. Quickly. Oh yeah. So, but the other thing about it is, right? I loved that in Last Jedi they kind of democratized in a weird way force. Like, so not everyone is throwing lightning around, but yeah. the broom boy, he can yeah. you know, move the broom. broom. Um, I feel like Rise of Skywalker walks a lot of that back, and I think that's to its detriment because I'm. I'm I'm just I'm tired of these like chosen one important family line kind of storylines Well, again, lines. like apparently finished forces, but it never comes up in the movie. Right? So he's it doesn't. He, he talks about how like oh I had a, I had a feeling. Yeah. Which so is so just you're like, not all, and
0: you're not allowed to do that in a movie. Yeah. You can't communicate in the movie. You don't get to be part of the canon. Right. You failed. You fucked up at your it, job. It just, good day, sir. It makes
1: yeah. me. It it just it's very it's it's a bummer because I thought that was an interesting direction. No, no I, I just want to say again really quickly, just talking about the emotional beats. Like you have two fake deaths in this movie. Basically, you have Chewy and you have three PO. Oh, both of them, Such a stupid, thing. No, it is fake fake so dumb outs. because like Chewie is dead, and then like in the next scene or something, we see him being escorted onto a star story, and it literally confused me in the theater. I was like, but how is, like it wasn't a moment of like, I'm so glad he's alive. I was literally like, yeah. did I miss something? Like, did I doze off? Is there a scene missing here? Because he just pops up, and then Finn's like, I guess
0: he was on a different freighter or whatever, which is it just is like, wild. and it's like, did they know that? Did Kylo Ren know that? Yeah, he spent five minutes like juggling a fucking flame. right, right. Also okay, okay
1: here's something else like if we're talking about J.J. Abrams wanting to do something cool that like looks neat but doesn't matter what's Kylo Ren's endgame when he's racing down on her with his tie Fighter she's standing there she's got a lightsaber he knows she has a lightsaber and he's just like zooming toward he just her just not think that it was possible to do the backflip I guess, he also like, doesn't shoot at her again is I he trying weird. to run her down he yeah, should have shot her Why yeah. sure? like, what is, like he's doing yeah. what he does because uh, as an audience member you're like ooh this scene's really cool looking she jumps over but like in universe what the fuck are they both doing here uh, you don't even have to go down the ground level, buddy.
0: Stay up in yeah, the lower right. atmosphere yeah, you know, and just you plug, you plug away at her. Uh, like Moff Gideon from <laughs> Mandalorian, yeah, how to do it? Right. He <laughs> fucked up too, but you uh, know. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs>
1: he, he was not a force user. Like um, this is the fucking supreme leader. I I I found the way that the particularly the uh, the Chewie non-death was handled was um, <laughs> weird uh, on. Two major ways. One, it kind of felt like immediately after it happened, everyone's reactions
0: to it were weirdly low-key. Well, let like, low the purpose of it, too. The purpose right. of it is to make Rey feel like she's going to the dark side, because yeah. she accidentally but, used lightning. But yeah. not much of that is made, not enough of it for my taste
1: anyhow, but she also, she doesn't seem that upset, Finn doesn't seem that upset, Poe doesn't seem that upset. They say a few times... If we do this, she would have died for nothing. Yeah. No one turns to her and is like, what the fuck, yeah. Ray? what did you just do here? And you don't see Ray being like, I can't fucking believe what I just did. Why is that not the moment when she runs off to the island? Because yeah. that's pretty major. Yeah. But, so there's that, which I was just like, what the fuck? But I also just think from a writing standpoint, it's foolish, because first of all, I think the idea, at least... Okay, you thought this major character has died; he's very beloved. Okay, now he's come back. What a relief! There's no tension in between these two points, though, yeah, because you don't see the characters agonizing over it, really reacting to it that much. But then also, we know that he's alive before they do, which right. sucks. So the Get dramatic more tension now yeah, is gone completely from that scene. Yeah, and I mean with three P O also, it's like. It, it, it walks back so quickly because he's like if, the, if you have to hack my brain to read the Sith runes on this dagger, like, it might wipe my brain completely. But also R2-D2 might have a backup of me. And yeah. so like R2-D2, of course, is a backup of him. So like within, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes tops he has his brain back. just like It just missed like a day. Right. Yeah. Just right. Just it's just so day. much like you know, like, oh, J. James wants you to feel sad that something's happened to this character. He doesn't actually want you to go through the motions of actually expressing sorrow. He wants you to be like, okay, we gotta keep moving to the next plot point here. Guys, it's don't like worry like about a this.
0: It's pill, this movie. It really is. <laughs> I mean, there are legitimate,
1: like, like, there are Moments in this movie that I thought like it was like a dream, honestly, where I was like, it felt like dream logic to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, just, yeah. Like, 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 yeah right we're fast. like, and I couldn't quite explain where it felt like. You know, it feels like in a dream where like things happen, like you turn into a lizard. And I'm just like, well, that makes sense. Can we so talk fortunate. about
0: the end fight and how it is like five year olds at the playground. Yes, yes. Like, yes! So I've got all the Sith on my side right. Time, well, well, well. I've, got, I've all got all the Jedi. So there. Yeah, and then he, and then Plus Infinity. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I want to talk. I want to talk about Kylo Ren. But he comes. He first of all, he comes to like save the day. Right. He has to be saved by Ray first. Right. And then he gets there. And turns out he's he's that's bad. Yeah, what he he did not save the day. Right, it's he's what he wanted all along. The situation's worse because then he's like, ah, but now the two of you are going to give me your life force. <laughs> right, us. yeah, I will suck
1: your life. Which is like, again, now at a this thing point, you can do if
0: you're Kylo Ren and Ray in the playground, you're like, that's bullshit. Yeah, I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm not playing
1: anymore. Well, yeah. Also, by the way, if that was his plan all along, here's what you do. Ooh, Kylo Ren, you found my you found my place. <laughs> Thanks for all that life force. Now I'll just you
0: needed. I away I mean. to get
1: Ray in the room. No, and uh, oh God, no. It's it's just it's it's so fucking dumb. God, i get over that. So like again. <laughs> why does it matter? But just like thinking of Palpatine, like why does it matter that she's his granddaughter? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, like the how movie does really it? wants right. you to think it it again. It doesn't like- matter.
0: It's like again, it's like some sort of weird. Like she thinks she's going to be evil because her grandfather was right, evil. But like, like, her- that makes any yeah. kind
1: like, of weird like eugenicsy right. shit. Like yeah. you, first of all, like evil is not hereditary. The force is hereditary. But um, <laughs> but like you already know that your parents were good people. Like even if at least if they had kept to the thing about it, your parents were jump traders who sold you out for money, at least you could be like, well, your parents were kind of sacks of shit too. Like and also it's it's just so like she thinks she might be bad because her grandfather was bad but her parents were good so she already has an out there and realizes that like just because someone in my family is bad doesn't mean I have to be bad I have a question about this Yeah. so presumably mom or dad one or the other is it's a dad, is, dad a, is a Palpatine he's a Palpatine I believe yeah like what was the what happened?
0: I don't know. No, like I he was a human senator for like many many years. He fucked someone at some point. I, but, and but okay, so illegitimate
1: kid. Do you that. see what it is to me? So like I don't no, know if you guys that would make sense. I don't know if you guys know much about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, like the play. I know a little bit. Okay, so do you know the thing at the end where like one of the kids is secretly Voldemort's kid with Bellatrix Lestrange? Are well, you for real? Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know this. But anyway, like spoiler like that, that, that's, that's came a dumb development. Ago. No, it is dumb. But like first of all, so like it's just because you have to imagine like this this evil character who doesn't care about people doesn't. Care about emotions. Doesn't care about anything. At one point, had sex with another character, and then like was okay with the idea of having a kid of his in the world. But like, I, don't know, I feel like maybe he did
0: it to like have someone to manipulate him. Just forgot it. I
1: about suppose, to, but like, plan. if he had a son, like first of all, his manipulation plan went way off the rails if his son got away from him. And second of all, again, like I said, we believe that Darth Plagueis had a way to create life, so you don't need to sleep I know, with it someone. It's,
0: it's not a, like yeah, I don't know. I'm for,
1: any I, any know no, I know. No, I know. like I'm just, like, just saying, like, like that's like, that, for me like something like, that changes throughout. That like raises so many more questions than it could ever possibly answer. And they're not, the answers... A lot of I feel like sometimes these questions just aren't that interesting. Yeah, like these I don't think they're, they're not enticing questions. They're not intriguing ones. There's not a level of mystery left here that is tantalizing to me that makes me want to know more about this world. It makes me feel like this world was shoddily constructed in this movie. Yeah.
0: So are we going to talk about the script leak briefly or something? We could or talk. Was... We talk. There's th- two things we haven't talked about. I yeah. talked a lot about the script leak. We haven't okay. also talked. I I feel like we should spend a few minutes talking about a few things. Anything we liked about. It. Oh, also, do you want have anything to say about the railo thing? Uh, mm. I think it maybe could have been done, but I think it's kind of gross. Me I too. I think
1: the fact that they kiss makes it really weird. Too. Me yeah. too.
0: I, I did not want romance from them at that point. but I think that it, I, I think that there. Are I think uh, shades uh, of creepiness. Like with
1: all JJ Abrams thing, it's so rushed that like. Yeah. What might work on paper works horribly in execution.
0: Yeah. Again, the Last Jedi I think could have properly laid some sort of good foundation for that. Yeah. But I, I, they spent no effort in this movie to build on that. Yeah. I thought it would have Until been more interesting kissed. if they just if it wasn't
1: romance if they just had some kind of better understanding of each other as people. I again because yeah again I don't really need a romance especially if road. you're not going to really build that romance yeah. and now they're kissing what the yeah. fuck anyway so talking about things that we thought were good you
0: said yeah Babu Frick. Bobby Frick. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I I, don't, I really didn't know I have to admit. <laughs> I really—it t- it took me a little bit by surprise that he was gonna be like the meme sensation. It didn't because he's time. like I am. He's a cute little weirdo. I guess. Because it talks like these. It was so weird because he has a alien language, but then sometimes he does just talk in Some, English with a but like baby talk. But it's like
1: pigeon English. Like yeah. he's doing a lot of yeah. There's a lot of like. Do you know, who,
0: here? The
1: Do you know who the voice of Abu Frick is? Who Shirley Henderson. Really? Yep. The Nutcracker himself. Well, yeah. Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, Moaning Myrtle, sure. Yeah, all Kate that crap. from
0: my favorite adaptation. I still need to watch yes, that. Yes, that. Too. that too. It's especially. really good. I need
1: to watch that. Which well,
0: is prime. That's so the weird
1: it. that she was yeah. the voice, she is was the voice of Babu Frick. What Other than, a talented voice she has. She does. She's <laughs> going to be playing children until she's dead. Um, <laughs> True. Even if the character was not fleshed out enough, and I just thought the way that Zori Bliss was handled was pretty dumb, uh, I'm always happy to see... Carrie Russell or at least I guess see like a stripe across her eyes. Yeah. I mean, like, at the end of the day, I still like these characters a lot. So it's like, there, there's like the movie has that going for it. Even if I go in with, like, the lowest bar imaginable, the one thing that, that I have... First, I feel like they work against their characters The first lot, scene of like, them
0: doing a quick little mission was, like, a nice zippy...
1: Yeah. Like, I think that the handful of scenes where they're all together mostly work.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I also,
1: like, and again, I feel like that just works against, like you said, like, so much of this movie, because it feels like J.J. Abrams didn't trust these characters who he helped create to, like, carry Jay. a movie on their own, so he's like, yeah, I gotta throw the Emperor back in there too for this to matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
1: I mean, or I honestly, like, I think he had no ideas about a villain and was just like, "Ooh, what's fan service?" Well, no, I mean it was just like, "Oh, you got rid of the guy in the chair. Well, let's bring back the OG guy in the chair." <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. Um,
0: well, uh, so I, I, like. I have to talk about what I really liked, which what? is the. uh So I I agree that the redemption is not earned. Yeah, Uh or no, the legwork for it does not done properly, but. I, I fault entirely the writing of the movie, mm-hmm. and not any of the actors. Same. I think that the scene where uh, Ray passes the lightsaber to Ren, and he has to fight the knights, is like an amazing yeah. bit of physicality and performance from Adam Driver. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, it feels like he's come into his own. A thousand percent. I think, I honestly... The this when energy, energy kind of Where He pulls of the light yeah. does this little, <laughs> like, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I think Adam Driver
1: is like, like regardless of how shitty his arc is, he's like the one actor who has been consistently not let down by the material in this movie, for the most part. Yeah. Like, he he, he is, again, like, they're all good actors. Like, they all sell whatever think, crap they have to I sell. I think he and Daisy Ridley have great screen chemistry together. They do. And I think the one thing that the, I like about this movie is that it kind of builds upon, like, the Force-Facetime connection that they yeah. have as Jedi. So, like, I like when they have the oh, lightsaber fine. battle. Where's like, half of them guys on the ship. I love like, that. Yeah, so you battle. keep and, and cutting like, between <clears throat> them. And yeah. when yeah. he thinks, like, pull. he, like, misses a slash, and then the beads from yeah. the festival go yeah. all over his yeah. floor. Or, um... <clears throat> Like, she smashes the mask while he watches. And he, he at one
0: point realizes that she's on his ship because right. she's in the artifact Right. And yeah. he like, sees, like he, he, like, accidentally hits the an artifact and he's yeah. like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. You're on the ship. I yeah. actually
1: loved how that stuff was no, done. I thought like, that was clever right, so and that worked It's shot well, it has good tension, it has good action. It has, has good great payoff to see the ways in which their two sides kind of right. start to fold into mm. each other a little more. And yet, for me, contrary wise, the fight aboard the wreckage of the Death Star, I was worried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because we already seen two. Right. And also, so to be fair, the entire time I was sitting there thinking, is Kylo Ren really there, or is he not really there? And like I honestly really, got... Yeah, I wasn't sure. He, he, yeah, and I honestly got... Up until the point that we saw his ship, I thought he was not there. So, like, it, it, like, it bites you in the ass at a certain point. When you pulled this off well one time, for the rest of it, it was sort of like, now, who's here, and who isn't here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was probably it for me. Um, I, This might be controversial, but I liked Rey's new yellow lightsaber. At the I the like movie. that it was made from her staff. I think yeah. that was a nice touch. I thought it was... Dumb that she was burying it on Tatooine, a Me planet too. that Luke actively hates and wants to get away and from. And Leia has visited no once <laughs> and was made to wear a bikini by an also, evil slug don't mobster. bury it.
0: Like, I don't understand that. I mean, like, I can kind Hold of understand the idea, like,
1: of, like, maybe wanting to bury your pestling, but, like, I don't know, go to Naboo, the planet where their mom was from. That's a really nice planet. I don't know, like, so- go to, I don't know, anywhere else. Like, leave it drifting in space or right. some shit. Or just. I don't know, hold on to that. Right, avoid those nosy bitches who ride up and be like, hey, first and last name, honey. What you doing here? (laughs) Entrust them to those weird nun aliens back on the island. Exactly, you could have buried them there. Also, (laughs) to me, this is weirdly indicative of like a metaphor for the entire movie. That Lei has the lightsaber that broke in half the last movie, there's like, no, I fixed it. It's the same thing as Kylo Ren's helmet, where it's like, well, I know I smashed it in pieces, but it's better now. Where it feels like a metaphor for what J.J. Abrams wanted to do, where it's like, oh, that thing was destroyed. Don't worry, I'm gonna put it back together. (laughs) Also, like, Luke has another lightsaber. He's got a green lightsaber. Go back to his planet Find that green lightsaber Use that shit I also want to point out If she was trying to bury her past Wrong movie to do it in Because uh, especially Rise of Skywalker Is obsessed with the past of that world. Okay, the scene where <coughs> Kyler Red is fixing his helmet and he fills it in with that like red, red resin do. or whatever. Yeah. And I get that that's supposed to be that Japanese thing where like they fill in uh, yeah. cracks with gold <laughs> or silver. Yeah. But can we talk about how fucking stupid his helmet looked after that? Where it basically kind of looked like the wall of a laser tag arena, where it was like, ooh, it's black, but now here's some brick red. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just bugs. Again, it just bugs me that he has the mask back. Where it's, li- I can't. Re- I remember like someone joking on Twitter back when J.J. Abrams was announced to direct this movie that the first he was going to be Kyler Red putting his helmet back together, and be like, oh, actually, I thought it was a very good helmet all. Oh, Long, which is like almost exactly what happens yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it's nuts. It's such a reversal of where his character is at the end of uh, uh, the last Jedi. Last Jedi that I it's it's dumb. Just let, let's think if they did not devote scenes to reversing course on a lot of what The Last Jedi did. Think of how much time is freed yeah. up to actually yeah. invest yourself into a good story. Script leaks real quick, anything. It, it, was, it, it pri- was interesting. Promised, uh, it gave yeah. me the
0: what I wanted, which was Rey renouncing both the Jedi and the Sith. Yeah, it, I
1: mean, my ideal version is not so much that Rey is like, I'm going to be a great Jedi, but more just like, I think you should still be good. It's a good thing to be a good person, yeah. but like, let's fucking get rid of all this dogmatic crap. Because I also well, like. I think that is kind of what she said. No, I think it is too. She says
0: I, that she has the light and the dark in her, yeah. which is a good acknowledgement of like you can't actually... right. You can't just like actively like beat out the evil from because
1: it's like again, that's how I feel about Luke. Like life is not this leveling up where eventually you get to a certain point, you're like, and now I'm good forever and I'll yeah. never ever be bad again. So like, I, I do really like that. I like the ideas that like Rose was having her own side adventures with Finn. I don't like that weird thing where Poe like kind of has a crush on her. That's a bit weird. I don't like that there that is, is like weird. this other Sith Lord who shows up where Kylo Ren finds him. And he's like it's actually like a
0: Cthulhu. Sith well, okay. Lord. So here's the weird thing. Apparently,
1: and I don't have this book, but in the art of the rise of Skywalker, there is concept art of this character. He just looks like a big spider. I was so fucking underwhelmed. Oh I was, I I wanted was like, a, like I want like shadowy tentacles coming right. out of a weird light source. I wanted this like huge fucking weird ass thing, and it's just like uh I And then maybe it you only see it's like its eye or yeah. something like that. would be cool. So like there there is a lot, to be fair, I think of this uh Trevaro draft assuming it is indeed all factual, which mm. we would like to believe it is, that is kind of bullshit. Mm. But there's a lot that I prefer it was, to it, this. Yeah, me too. I liked
0: Luke's ghost haunted. Oh, I loved that. Too.
1: I loved that. That was something that I really expected from this movie because, like, so given how many, so people were like Luke didn't do anything. Like, I expected Luke to yeah. be like every fucking other scene of this movie, bothering Kylo Ren, helping out mm-hmm. Ray, like just appearing. And also, it doesn't really make much sense to me that, like, it opens with Ray on the whatever jungle planet, B, like, talk to me, Luke. Talk to me, Luke. Doesn't show up. So it's like, what's Luke doing? Like, why is he got better yeah. things to do that he doesn't want to talk with you right now? And so, like, it is just strange that he shows up for one and a half scenes in this movie. What does
0: he show up again? He shows up to
1: Ray when she's like really when nice she's on the him. island when she's like having a temper fit and setting yeah. things on fire and then briefly on Tatooine like, like she literally yeah, just sees his much. image yeah. yeah that was disappointing it, that he wasn't involved in it more after the fact actually the script like, was really enlightening in that way because um, I feel like it's very rare we actually get to see even a glimpse of what a different version of that movie could have been yeah and even if there are definitely things I would have criticized perfect. no it, definitely it was not, was not perfect I do think it was an improvement, at least on paper, over what we saw. In the I papers. feel like it carries on the themes of the other movies more so. It carries on the themes of the prequel trilogy, so it serves as a better capper for nine movies. Because, it, like Lisa, it does deal with this whole thing about right. like, how your dogma is stupid, being evil is stupid. Like, let's figure out a way to be good without being trapped in with all this, like, nonsense about how you have to, like, take cold showers for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. So like that honestly like this again, this just feels like it deals with none of the themes, creates its own ones that it doesn't really commit to, and then just throws a bunch of ships. Again, JJ J. Abrams has this fucking hang up about does he ships ship to ship battle. Well no, about ships not being in space also. Like yeah. his ships always have to be in the atmosphere. Like they can never be a battle in space, and I don't get what it's about. Especially since it's Star Wars. That's been right. some of the most thrilling scenes. Yeah. So like honestly, like the end battle is just sort of like a big meh to me because I don't really care about it. Yeah. Also, the, all of the ships showing up were not was not earned. Well, no, and again, it's also, like, I don't really know who these people are. Like, we see Wedge for all of two seconds. We see Lando and the Falcon. She's like, I guess it's nice seeing you here. But, like, yeah. Zori Bliss apparently had a Y-Wing in her garage this entire time she's flying. I know. Which, again, you feel like you don't want to necessarily compare it to the Avengers. But, like, when everyone shows up at the end of um, Endgame, <laughs> yeah. it's like a moment where are like, oh, shit, all these guys together. We hear it's just, like a bunch of people, I guess. Right. I was telling Lee, like, I had known that Wicket was going to be in this movie because they had, there was pictures of Warwick Davis on set in the costume. I was really fucking hoping it was going to be Wicket, like, a stick spaceship flag in the end. That would have been so nice. Would have so been fucking nice. great. Instead, we just see a shot of him on Tatooine when they're doing the cleanup work. But, like, I don't know who the fuck shot down. Like, and again, there's still a bunch of Star Destroyers out in the galaxy. Were yeah. they all shot down? Yes. Oh. I don't know. It's dumb. It's a dumb movie. I don't know if it's the worst Star Wars movie. It might be the worst Star Wars well, movie. Well, would you say it's worse than Attack of the I might, because this is ostensibly the culmination of eight movies, and Attack of the Clones is a very, very crappy bridge between two prequels. Well, mm, interesting. Like, honestly, like this might be a worse movie just because of all it like the it it's doing. Is it worse than Revenge of the Sith then, as yeah. a capper to a trilogy? Yeah, at least? it is. Do you think? I think Revenge of the Sith is mostly okay. It's dumb in a lot of ways, yeah. but I think the bones of it are good. I think the bones of this are bad. Yeah,
0: they are interesting. interesting. Okay,
1: yeah. One of the things I talked about whenever I was watching these movies t- from the get go to you guys, I think I don't know if I mentioned it here, is that like I had made peace with the fact that there'd be no more Star Wars movies after Revenge of the Sith, and I was like, "There's no more Star Wars. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. I can do other stuff in my life. There'll be movies." They'll be, like, TV shows, whatever. I don't care. So, like, every one of these movies I've gone into with no expectations whatsoever. It's just sort of been like, well, I enjoyed this movie. I don't know. I have no expectations for what will happen. And if I'm entertained, that's great. So it worked with Force Awakens. really worked with The Last Jedi. Did not work with this. So I was thinking... Maybe because of this, leading up to it, I should have had some ideas of what I wanted to expect from episode 9. What did you guys have mm-hmm. in your ideal version of episode 9? What would you have wanted to have happened? So we're basically doing
0: fixes. I don't,
1: like, we don't have to be as concrete about that, but I'm just saying, like, what is your ideal version of 9 cover? I've kind of already said.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, Palpatine was not involved in it. Yeah. yeah, same. And I don't know, I think that there's something to be said for, like, the way that these movies are built around, like, you kill the head of the snake and it all falls apart. That yeah. really isn't how it works in real life. So even if Kylo Ren is conflicted, there's like a <coughs> bunch of generals that are like still hell-bent on destroying the right. galaxy. And I feel like that's a villain enough, like war is, a villi- is enough of a villain, like yeah. it's, a, it's a thing that's hard to stop when you start it. And so I, I, I don't think that you needed like a big, big bad, like single evil guy. I know that historically Star Wars has had that. Right. But I'd, I'd kind of like these movies to move on from that philosophy. And evolve. Yeah. And give something bit. new. And
1: again, and I think that's what The Last I was teeing up and then Davis was like, nope. We're gonna yeah. go right back. <laughs> going
0: back. And so yeah. There's more water in that well, baby. Kylo and Ray both realize, like, you know, there's more than just, you know, pure evil and pure good. And you right. you can like, have but you can like try to balance that shit out and maybe not listen to what people are the older people are telling you because actually some of them are full of bullshit it turns yeah. out stop the war stop the first order because they are just like a fascist order but well and then even after you take out the emperor you still like you were saying you still there's
1: still like first I mean, order like people floating around out fucking there
0: fucking generals that are still I guess still Hawks all is dead own...
1: <laughs> right yeah
0: and, yeah. We, and we said he not a, a we also, said not a word about him we said <laughs> yeah. not a word of,
1: really about Richard E. Grant yeah. who kind of who by the way I thought based on how it was shot leading up up to the reveal that he was the spy. I mean, that's what they want. That's 100% what they want you but to then I, But then I thought, they're do, they're teeing it up so obviously he cannot be. Well, th- it's also just like, there are two other characters in this scene whom you are aware of. <laughs> one is a British actor of summer renown. The other one is the guy who's was in the past two movies. One of them is the leak. Clearly they're implying that it's Richard E. Grant, so it's not Richard E. Grant. It's, it's like, gotta be Huck. Richard I mean, E. Grant's character just doesn't have much to him outside of being rolled? a red herring. No, I don't think so. No, don't also, think so. like... What did that accomplish, really, at the end of the day, if there was a leak inside the First Order? like there I feel like it doesn't give you anything that you could not have gotten some other way. <laughs> no. So it's... it's not really effective. Like, again, if you had had, like, maybe Hux has to go with them now. I kind of wanted that to happen when they were getting away on the Falcon, and Hux just like, shoot me in the arm, so they think that I tried to stop you. It does seem absurd that Hux would even do this, though, because... So here's the thing. No, Basically- that makes sense. Yeah, honestly, okay, I have been wanting to fuck over Kylo Ren, but he has also fucked over his entire organization, which he would like to leave. I don't so- think he
0: gave that much away. Yeah,
1: here's the... I can see a version of this where Hux is just so hell on consolidating power to himself, that he is okay with fucking over Kylo Ren completely. At the end of the day, he does not care about anyone's politics. He just wants to be the guy calling the shots. Right. But doesn't he run the risk of destroying the thing he wants to take over? No, he's got to get rid of I Kylo think, Ren- I he's, think he's, Because if he's feeding the resistance, doesn't he can that.
0: He choose what he feeds, yeah, yeah. I guess, I feel like... It just like,
1: seems to run a... I I agree risk. with you that it's. I think the biggest problem is just, again, it's shittily explained because it happens to happen so quickly that we don't have time yeah. to, really, like, think about oh, it. Oh, he basically delivers the I'm the spy line, like, to the camera. Poor Donald Lisa and I like him so much. Me too, but that's, that's a shitty role for him in that movie. And we're like, what does Richard E. Grant do? What's his he point? He glowers. He's British and he glowers. That's it. And he gets to say that 10,000-fold line. He's like,
0: yeah, I was always loyal to you. That's right. I was
1: always loyal to you, Emperor Palpatine. Allegiant general, Fucking whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Chris, did you have anything you wanted to throw out real quick for... I think I would have tried to just find better uses for each of the characters, particularly uh, Rose, obviously, but also Finn and Poe, because they're in the whole movie, but they don't
0: do that much. Much. I don't understand why Poe is so angry at this movie. Yeah, I don't either. I'm honest to God, it seems like she spends the
1: opening like part of the movie being really annoyed at Ray for some reason, and yeah. I don't know why. Is he irritated after like she was, like,
0: that she didn't go with them? That she was like, "Why are you doing your training? What do you yeah. do out there?" But it's just like that's a and very reasonable. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. Why can't I be talking? Yeah. You're with me. Are you sharing secrets without me? It's like yeah. so
1: just, like. And then he gets mad at then he gets mad at them when they're like, "Hey, I'm sorry. You used to be like a drug dealer." He's like, "What about all the other <blood laughs> You used to be a You used to be a I can do this <laughs> too." My God, and it's just like to be and it
0: means nothing.
1: Right, so like I kind of laughed when he delivered that line because again Oscar Isaac is like funny and I also like the and part where like, Ray pulls off her lightsaber and he pulls out a flashlight to turn it on. We're just like oh, okay that's a cute moment. But like again, why does like why do we find out that he used to be like a spice smuggler? Is it because like oh here's a cool thing that Han Solo did In a way. and pose kind of like Han. <laughs> well, Solo and, and, and when right? I him about the Raiders were like oh my god guys this is actually the height of moral ambiguity. Can you believe he used to do a bad thing but then he does good things? See, I don't know that it is because like that's he that's immediately right. is like I've always been good and and like even Zori Bliss is like yeah, you are good. You're a good person. He, Alley, did, right. he,
0: okay. he was like, I don't understand where he found the time. Right. And it was, like, well, he like, was raised <laughs> by, like, he did like, like
1: a semester right. abroad as a drug dealer. Yeah. They, he was raised by like, like
0: respected to, generals of yeah, the resistance. They, exactly. They sent him to drug dealers. He, like, he's, he's just such a huge
1: fan of Princess Leia. Like that was the one thing that the Force yeah. Awakens starts Material was voting up that like he loves Princess Leia. And so it just really is like, I can, like there, there is a character who like, I guess you know maybe rebels against his parents, does something dumb, and then realizes that he was doing the right thing all along. But like, why are you telling me this now? Like, why does it matter right now? What are you trying? Like, why are you, as a storyteller, giving me this detail about this character?
0: Yeah, it really is like when the people make a lot of like jokes about it, and not jokes. It's like a thing in the it's a meme that comes up in the D and D community a lot. But like, there's a cool rule for your campaign called "I Know a Guy," and it's based <laughs> off of Star Wars and how yeah. Han Solo was a guy. And that's literally what Poe does. Where he's like, well, actually, I have this connection. And it's like talking to the DM and being like, can we just say that I know this? Right, on this planet, and it's because uh, I guess I was a spice trader before. Right, before, and they really like give hand wave it away. Yeah, right? oh, it's it all, sounds
1: cool. This, I mean, you could. Th- there's so much hand waving in this. I mean, movie. So you're also like, he doesn't need to do that for that to matter. He'd just be like, when I was running yeah. submissions for the resistance, I ran into this bounty hunter. Like, right, let's talk to her. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I think I would have just found better things for them to do. The thing I was kind of toying with would be to kind of set up all of the ships coming in at the end. Maybe have them going on some kind of like, let's actually try to like raise allies. Kind of like they they're going around. Uh Rose, Finn, and Poe are trying to like convince people. I think that would be a compelling storyline. I think it sets up uh, Lando coming back, it sets up all those ships coming back. Uh, The other thing I was thinking about is I would really want to make Ray's storyline a lot more about her trying to uh synthesize the light and dark sides of herself. Because likely, I agree that there doesn't need to be this absolutist separation. I feel like acknowledging you have both light and dark inside you is a pretty good like human lesson. And that I think the best you can do is just to try to like find union and move forward. Um, I would wonder to maybe revisit that, like, weird, you guys remember that weird, like, dark rock that she would keep commuting with, commuting with on, uh, Last Jedi? I had like, twice. Yeah, when she saw the echoes of... Oh, 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 like, the little, the little, like, water cave thing. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back to that, because I think that would be an interesting thing to pick back up on as a way that, where she maybe kind of goes into this weird, like, meditative battle with herself. Um, but I also think that when that rando at the very end asks, but what's your last name? I think she should say Organa and not light, or, uh, Skywalker. I would my, equally- my version was where she just says just right. Yeah, I think honestly uh, I would say I just right too, because like, it me doesn't so. fucking matter. It First of all, yeah. step off nose, right. bitch. Second of all, yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Also, I, I mean, I, I know we're trying to move on from this bullshit, but like, <laughs> it bugs me so much that like, when she visits Luke's ghost, she's like, tell me, like, how much of this did you know? And he's like, oh, we knew all along that you were Palpatine. Which just feels like the scene of the second Austin Powers movie where Austin Powers is talking to Basil machine. he's like, Felicity was a fembot. And he's oh, like, yeah. Yes, we knew all along, sadly. It's just, if you do this, surely, like, you or Leia should have mentioned this to right. her at some points. Like, hey, kid, put yourself in a good mental Tide state away. right now. Because I got something that's going to really yeah. kind of shock your boots. This guy who you don't really know about or haven't talked about, he's your grandfather. Let it sink in. If I were making a Star Wars movie, I would simply choose to omit the bad parts of the Trevorrow draft and focus on the parts that did work. What I basically want to do is, I know we've talked about like the stupid things in that draft and like, pretty much much anything think said stupid it's got to be gone uh, the couple the things I do like like I said the idea of this like Luke showing up to torment Kylo Ren and like showing up periodically to advise Rey I think is a really compelling use of this character as it goes to now in theory should be like this very powerful force spirit yeah. uh, I like the idea that Lei believes her son is lost because she says that at the end of The Last Jedi where she says like I know my son's gone now and so the movie is kind of her reckoning with the possibility that like at the end she has to realize oh maybe he's not actually gone after all and like Rey's the one who's insisting like I know that there is like something inside of him that that's still human, that's still your son, like, please don't give up on him yet, and raise the one, or lays the one who's just like, sorry, nope, kid, yeah. like, this kid's a threat to us. So also, in my version, he would not die at the end, because that's happened so much in Star Wars, We're like, even if someone, like, reconciles, they have to die because, like, right. you just gotta get him out. Too much moral ambiguity here. So I like the idea of him, like, going off into the galaxy, like, to kind of do good on his own, you know, not on a major scale, but sort of work to repair the damage he's done. Because I also think it leaves a very compelling, interesting character alive. So if you ever wanted to do, like, a book or a graphic novel about this character at some point again, out. right, yeah. he could be there. And, like, again, this is a character who I like. I would not be opposed to seeing I him.
0: Don't wanna, I don't want to um, jump on you. Yeah, yeah. But jump I, on me, baby. But I, I for, like, I had said that as well. Yeah. No, yeah, no. It I was the, forgot about about it, but like, yeah, I, I, the first thing I said, it was like, we're talking about this afterwards, how like, I don't, I don't like that. You could, it's just such a cop out that you get to die after doing a right. good thing. And it also happens with
1: Vader. Like, It's the same thing as with Vader. It's yeah. so, like, nonetheless, I've live, already seen it in a Star Wars live movie. Live with your
0: guilt. Right. Like, yeah. I love it. I eat it. I drink it yeah, up. Yeah. I just love a... guilty, angsty guys yeah. trying to fucking repair the damage. Yeah. I think
1: it's a much more interesting way for this character to go where yeah. like, you've turned and you've decided to become an okay person again, but like, deal with the fact that you were like a fucking fascist genocidal maniac. Yeah. The last thing, Lee, you had actually brought this up. I had written it down when I was at work today as a thing. So like, this is kind of building off unintentionally something that you had said is mm-hmm. So, in my version, I think Hux is maybe still a guy who's selling out Kylo Ren just because he hates him that much. And he has, like, no beliefs other than he wants to rise to the top and be the guy in charge, calling all the shots. And General Pride, who is Richard E. Grant's character, is sort of indicative of this older contingent of the First Order. We're like, you imply in the first movie and some of the expanded, like, not expanded universe, but, like, ancillary stuff, that a lot of members of the First Order are, like, these old guys who were around and part of the empire when they were young, and they're, yeah. like, disbanded. So now, like, there are these millennials who show up and we're like, we're starting a new empire. You're going to work for us now. So you have all these baby boomers like reluctantly <laughs> pushing switches, which like I really love this demographic. You have know, this entire class of like old people being like resenting the fact that they're like you know. In my day, I was telling them to pull the right, switch. and like they're like they're the ones like calling the shots. And you're just sitting there grumpy, like like yes, General. But so you have him who he is a general, and he's indicative of this older contingent of the first order who was around when the Empire was still around. He's got strong fascist convictions, and so he basically assists Hux in becoming the villain of this movie. At the end, uh, he kind of resents this younger generation who sprung up and thinks that they know better. He's like the space baby boomer like I said but he also makes a compelling point to Hux and his point is just that aren't you fucking sick of these oppressive military forces being propped up by space wizards and always being done in by that shit if we didn't have like a I mean, fucking I mean, or, or, if we didn't have a fucking serious. Sith lord or, like at the head of the empire we might have done okay at the end of the day like let's not get involved in this cosmic bullshit let's just create a fucking fascist order and oppress the galaxy and so like wouldn't it be better if that was all we did dedicate to rolling the galaxy with an iron fist and not having a force user like Kylo Ren at the head of organization doesn't that sound good anyway Hux maybe think that over for a little bit let me That would have been interesting. And and so, like, Kylo Ren has to make his turn much earlier on, and we have to deal with the fact that, like, again, Kylo Ren has sort of like, left this organization with. I can't remember the exact line that Snoke says in The Last Jedi about um, Hucks. Like, he calls him, like, a snarling cur or something like that, where it's like, you basically left, like, this lunatic fascist baby in charge of this enormous army, and now it's like, deal with that. It's like, mop up this shit. So, I don't really have, like, I said, a firm ending, I'm much like J.J. Abrams. I don't really know where I'm going with all of this, but, like, that's kind of uh, where I'd started with. Man, I gotta tell you, this movie really lowered my opinion of J.J. Abrams. It, like, it, it made me see the whole and everything else he's done me too. The world. like this reminds me so fucking much of Star Trek into darkness there's so
0: much I never here. really had a big thing for him I mean like I think
1: he's like a fun director like the best thing I think you can say about him is that he's fun like I liked the third mission
0: impossible movie I never again. watched any of the mission impossible movies they're fun movies they're fun. like they're fun that's but all i can say honestly see
1: honestly it's probably like jj abrams like ideal space where it's a mission impossible mm-hmm. movie it's just an action movie the story is sort of secondary. You just want cool scenes, yeah. right? And none of it really matters. You don't have any baggage going into it, right. like who these characters are or like what their relationships are. And right. any that Shit. All right. So that is our discussion on the Rise of Skywalker. We know it's been a long one, but frankly, there has been a lot weighing on me about this fucking movie. I'm glad we. I'm glad we exercised our. Details. I am glad we did too. We had talked about doing this for the Last Jedi and we didn't. Uh, and I'm glad we finally got to it for this one. Yeah. I feel like with the Last Jedi, it would have been like some things we didn't like, but this movie, you is know what? Great. I gotta say, I watched it again after I watched the Rise of Skywalker. Last Jedi, great Star Wars movie. If you don't think so, then you're a fucking duty dum-dum dick dong <laughs> maturely put as always yep alright we'll see you guys in two weeks with our Maid of Honor February Valentine's Day episode get ready Run-ka. for the season of love friendos yep. until then bye bye boo frick bye <laughs> bye, frick